Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And this episode, I'm joined with Devin. Hey, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky. I am at the Chickren on Twitter. We're going to be discussing Arya's third chapter in A Clash of Kings. Uh, trigger warnings for all the usual things like potential rape and violence. Uh, okay, so in an effort to avoid the gold cloaks, uh, Yorin and company are traveling the roads um, that are a little more, you know, they're just like two ruts through some weeds. Uh, they're trying to go across, you know, basically through woods and less traveled paths so they don't go cross paths with the gold cloaks. Um, Arya's still constantly afraid that they're going to get caught. Um, they put sentries out every night at camp, but Arya doesn't trust them because she kind of tests them out and she can easily slip past them when she's trying to go to the bathroom. Um, Lomi and the other boys all treat Gendry uh, like he's somebody special now because they know that the queen's after his head. Um, he keeps, he gets kind of flustered and insists he never did anything to any queen and all he did was work hard. Um, he was supposed to be an armor and one day Master Mott said that he has to join the Night's Watch. Um, Arya watches him, watch, watches him polish the metal bull helmet, uh, but she notices that he never puts it on. Uh, the other kids are guessing that he might be Ned's bastard, and that kind of gets Arya riled up, and she insists he's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just kind of like... how she's like, no, my dad only has one bastard. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's, it's funny, because I feel like you finally get a little bit more... You know, the boys, you know, everybody's, I guess, they're scared. It's a little more... I guess companionship amongst everybody start to see them start to bond. Yeah. And uh, she's sort of thinking about now and then she considers taking a horse and leaving, but I think she's just too scared. She knows it's safer to stay with Yorin. Um, uh, they get close to the God's eye and Yorin informs them that they won't be safe until they cross the trident. Uh, they're going to go along, they decide to go along the western shore, and, uh, like, Arya's really frustrated with this whole thing, because everything's moving, like, incredibly slow, because they're trying to push, you know, wagons out of mud, and then sometimes they meet other travelers, and they have to, like, he described this big rigmarole, turning the cart around and unhitching the horses, and, yeah, it's it's a mess. Um, they've run out of food. (laughs) Yeah, they're stopping, like, 12 times a day to have to do certain things, and that just... That just all sounds absolutely miserable. <laughs> it really does. This is I, I'm from, you know, by the Rocky Mountains, and so you can really end up in some, like, wilderness places, and this reminds me of when you accidentally try to take a shortcut or something, and it ends up being this really windy gravel road or something that's, like, only wide enough for one car. There's, there's a lot of that kind of really uh, road trip gone wrong feeling here. Yeah. Because I guess she, well, I guess maybe on their own land she explored, but probably most of her experience with traveling, like when they went down to King's Landing, was like more comfort-based travel, you know. Yeah, it's definitely roughing it. Um, uh, they ran out of food. Um, they're living off the land. Um, she notices that, like, 
definitely, you know, understandably, but Euron has like a cloud over his head kind of, and he's muttering to himself a lot and pacing. Um, outside of Briar White, um, Koss informs them that they found like a camp of 20 injured men ahead and with one lame horse. So uh, basically, you know, he figures out they're, they're going to get their, you know, if they run into them, they're going to steal their horses. So they have to yet again, go around again. <laughs> and so, um, uh, the thing I love about that is how you don't even know who the men are, who they're loyal to. It's just everything is a problem now. Like no. this is a really good like way of, of kind of seeing how war affects the small yeah. folk. It's like they don't even yes. care who's who's fighting who or why. Like all that matters is what the threat is to them. And you kind of see that where like all the farmers are guarding their fields mm-hmm. and everything, trying to keep their crops from being stolen. It's just really a good sign of how war is. Um, uh, definitely a game for the nobility. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Just that you think that the, now that it's just oppressive because we never got the before. You know, in the series you don't get much of the before, but it becomes this like oppressive, like constant, like misery. You know, you see everybody's misery that's going on. You paint, yeah, paints a really vivid picture. Um, um, so a day later, they spot fire ahead. It's like, oh god! Um, at midday, they arrive at the place that the village had been and it's it's pretty gory there's burnt livestock and villagers and they've been you know they can tell they weren't just burnt they, they were impaled and you know they put people up on stakes atop walls and um he calls a halt and he decides to take uh, i think it's merch merch on a merch or merc and cut jack with him to investigate and um Harry noticed These fucking names. I know. Oh, I know. Like merch. Are you serious, George? Like what the fuck? <laughs> oh god. Oh, and she, um, Harry, finally notices that um, Gendry has the bull helm on. So he's definitely uh, yeah, anticipating something might go down. Um, they return and they've got a little girl. No, and, and again, it's one of the situations with like I always wonder how he, I don't know, might make her age appropriate. But she's they said she's no older than two, and um, obviously not either traumatized and not speaking or not speaking well yet at that age. And um, a woman whose arm's been cut off at the elbow. Uh, is oh God, pretty distressing area. <laughs> yeah, it's like, gosh, it's like she's crying please please over and over again and hot pie is scared you know i think we finally i don't know is this the first time i'm trying to think like hot pie is sort of because he's been kind of mean and he's like tells yeah me he was mean and, and like <laughs> trying to keep up, up <laughs> yeah seems like he's like a mellow i don't know mellow or just or whatever it was he did <laughs> yeah um you know they're kind of area admits to him that she's scared too and uh the woman dies that night um, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if it's just, uh, I guess these are just illustrating, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this chapter. I mean, I guess it lays a little bit of groundwork, but it just, you know, kind of seems like one of those little in-between, you know. Well, and it's interesting that we're already on Arya's third chapter, and, like, we haven't even gotten first chapters from some POV characters in this book yet. From some, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if he broke up maybe a bigger chapter of hers because like this is pretty oh, short too. I wonder because it, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a lot going on because it seems like I mean it, it's giving you know it's obviously painting a picture and a scene and, and making you anxious, <laughs> creating that you know anxiety. But yeah, um, so. yeah, we had a question about that. Um, 
Buckle hair on the Discord. I'm asked, do you prefer this growing dread or the horror of Arias to come? I think I actually prefer this, like the growing dread that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And well, you know, I mean, George does a good job of making the the dread grow. Yeah. <laughs> so that then those other chapters pay off. But yeah, I mean, there's something about this spooky yeah, yeah, ominousness yeah. that's also yeah. kind of cool too, though. Yeah, and you definitely get moments where you see, like, you know, sort of her softness and her, you know, her empathy for other people and, you know, the situation, what's going on. I think it's building a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I kind of think that it's, uh, I mean, it's effective. It's <laughs> so that night, um, they decide they're not going to do, obviously, do a fire. They don't want to attract attention. Um Hot Pie's standing guard when Aria tries to relieve herself and he's insisting you know, it's because he, he's like you're going to get you know something's going to happen to her he's insisting she's saying close so you think he means well with this and but Aria runs off like, oh yeah twice as far as usual I was like oh god <laughs> to avoid being found out she doesn't want them to see you know she's a girl and um kind of an interesting scene here where a pack of wolves um come upon her and she's you know, she kind of locks eyes with um, the leader of the pack, and and then um, she's really shaken about that. But it just, she's like, okay, I'm gonna die. They're gonna find my half-eaten body, and but they just race away. So, uh, yeah, she's um, she goes back and she sits. We get this little kind of um, another haunting moment with Yoren, but uh, she goes back and sits next to him at the camp. Um, She's pretty letting it all hang out. Just I, she wants to go home. She's like, I want to go home. Um, and he responds, uh, "Might be I should have left you where I found you, boy. All of you safer in the city seems to me." Um, she responds, "I don't care. I want to go home." Um, and I, I kind of like this right here, where he he says he's been bringing men to the wall for close on thirty years. Um, froth shone on Yorin's lips like bubbles of blood. All that time, I only lost three. Um, Old man died of fever. City boy got snake bit taking a shit, and one fool tried to kill me in my sleep and got a red smile for his trouble. He drew the dirk across his throat to show her three in thirty years. He spat out the old sour leaf. A ship now might have been wiser, no chance of finding more men on the way, but still clever men he'd go clever man, he'd go by ship, but me, thirty years I've been taking this kin- king's road. He sheathed his dirk. Go to sleep, boy, hear me? She did try, yet as she lay under her thin blanket, she could hear the wolves howling and another sound fainter, no more than a whisper on the wind that might have been screams. Um, I was pretty impressed that if he's been doing this for 30 years with this, I mean, I know, like, you know, largely peacetime, you know, but, you know, they're Well, Robert's rebellion would have been in the middle of that Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's a good point, yeah. So Which is impressive. Three men. Yeah, that's some good statistics for that world. And that he, <laughs> and I think it's part of it, exactly. It's kind of alluded to earlier in the chapter, I think, where he talks about before a night's watch would be met with this and that when we stopped at whatever inn or wherever we were, and it's just changing. Yeah, the fact that general, the fact that. The fact that they are are not welcomed anymore and not taken care of like they used yeah. to be by the the lords and things is 
Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of a continuing motif with the Night's Watch and how it's being neglected. But, you know, it's also a good sign of how things have just kind of changed in the realm, I guess. And and the things that he's saying about how, like, despite the fact that he's been through, a, you know, I mean, definitely Robert's Rebellion was happening in the Riverlands, too. And yet he he never encountered this before is, is a good sign of how bad things are at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you really like dread you believe that thinking oh they're all gonna before they make it out of here <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know and, and I mean, that's gotta be hard for her to hear too you know it's like this you know he's being honest but it's like wow he know you know what i mean he's generally this guy who's been through all this you know well-seasoned he's you know tough guy kind of exterior kind of gruff you know that he's worried that's probably gonna add to her <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because, you know, she's been relying on him. I mean, he quite literally plucked her from the jaws of death and kind of took her to safety. So, yeah, you kind of feel, I think you're meant to feel her disquiet and his disquiet as well. And I I love the scene with the, the wolves and everything where, you know... You know, obviously Nymeria was was close to her, and she's she's not terrified of wolves or anything. And I mean, you know, she she's just scared. Like everything is is shaken up. She doesn't. I mean, you know, anybody would be scared of wild animals that they didn't know. But it's just a really good a really good setup for where her story is going to go, which is a terrible place. But I mean, it's set up well. Oh, definitely foreshadowing, though, right? Of yeah. The same thing happening with Nymeria at some point, finding her again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, and you kind of get the feeling that they know her because of Nymeria, yeah. maybe. And that's why they did. Yeah, that's what get, it took. That he didn't, they didn't kill her. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we get the we get you're, the impression. You're familiar. <laughs> yeah. How nice! That's so nice to have like protection. <laughs> Right. So one right. one thing she doesn't have to worry about the wolves going after her. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, she's got enough to worry about. She doesn't need the wolves too. <laughs> uh, did we have any more mail? Um, no more mail. No more mail. That was it. This is a short one. <laughs> I guess that's short and sweet. And any other? I'm trying to think. I don't really think there's any other major things standing out for this chapter for me. There really, there really isn't much. I mean, you, you kind of get a little bit of Gendry in the background here, like where he yeah. puts on the helmet and stuff, where you kind of get the sense that he's kind of coming into his own quietly in the background. But other than that, there really isn't. This is, I'm not going to say it's a throwaway chapter, but it's one of those where you're like, this could have been combined into another chapter probably. Yeah. Yeah. Cut down and combined into another chapter. Yeah. He would leave all this and also put it with another chapter. Yeah, it feels like a little bit of padding <laughs> in there. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta really edit it too. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Um you could reach us at close the door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at close the door come here at tumblr.com. Um submit questions to chapter threads on the Jamie Brand subreddit and follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast at Door Podcast. Please like, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, any place that you listen, and uh please support us on Patreon at Close the Door. Um, close the door. Get out. <laughs>